when did you both become interested in fashion? Uh, I n not really till college, actually. <laughs> you know, um, I was always kind of, I was into fine art. I was always really into art on, on different levels, sculpt painting and sculpture especially. I was like interested in in high school. Um, I had gone away to this boarding school. It was like an art boarding school. Mm -hmm. So uh, like uh, nine to 12 was academics, and then one to six was all painting and sculpture. Um, and uh, so was really interested in that at the time. And then um, I ended up going to college in uh, San Francisco, San Francisco Art Institute, and I was planning to go into glass blowing. Um, <laughs> and then kind of hated San Francisco, decided to move to New York, um, transferred to Parsons. And um, I used to kind of like make my own clothes and stuff, <laughs> but like didn't really know much about the fashion world. And then kind of when I moved to New York, kind of got interested in it and just kind of ended up in it really. Mm. Um, you know, I think it's, it's always, we've always said that it's like, it's all kind of related no matter what field of art or design you go into. It's all kind of based on color and line and composition, silhouette and form and stuff. So I think you could kind of apply those those techniques to whatever kind of area you go in. I mean, maybe we'll end up going into some other area later. And um, was so. it kind of the same for you as well? Me, I was born in Miami, um, and um, I'm an only child. And I'm really tight with my mom. And um, my dad was really big into sports. He played baseball, and he tried to get me into all that, and I kind of rejected it. And um, so after school, I would, my mom has a beauty salon in Miami. A lot of ladies would go to get their hair done and their nails and kind of talk about their heels and stuff. And after school, I would just go to my mom's salon and like hang out with the ladies. And like just, I was just immersed in that like world of, of girl. <laughs> and um, you know, lying around I was always like, you know, the Vogue and the bazaars and all, the, all those things. And like, I guess the late 80s, early 90s, whatever. And um, so this the fashion world was this thing that I saw like in magazines. And I kind of saw like these ladies kind of you know, living in that world and kind of getting ready and, and whatnot. And I was always kind of really interested in it and kind of, I don't know, it always like sparked my curiosity. But I never really, I never associated, I never thought that that was actually like a world that existed in a way. Like growing up in Miami, like fashion is not really an option. It's not like a career choice or anything. So I don't know, I just wanted to be a doctor, I guess, because I was kind of told that that's what I should be. And, um, and then, I don't know, I, once I went to New York when I was early high school, or late high school, and, um, and I met like fashion people or something. I was like, wow, this is like a world that actually exists, it's something you could do. Um, but I had already started studying pre-med. Uh, I had applied to school, and um, I did actually two years of, of, of medical school. Wow. Yeah, weird. <laughs> and um, and I, on a whim, I applied to Parsons. And I was like, you know what? I was like one of those kind of like, it was such a crapshoot. I was, if I get accepted into Parsons, that was the only school I applied to. If I get accepted, I'm gonna go do fashion, like leave all this behind. If I don't get accepted, I'm gonna stay in Miami, become a doctor. And, um, and I got accepted. And so I left it all behind and went for it. That's sort of quite a brave decision. To when you're make, a kid, you have, you, know, you have nothing to lose. <laughs> I could always go back home and like go back to mom and dad and be like, oh, I failed. What, you know? True. Nothing to lose, really. <laughs> you started your career so young. Um, were you, was it 23 or 24 when you found yeah, your job? Yeah, 23 company? we started, mm. yeah. How were you so driven, kind of so early? I feel like it was a bit more, more ignorance, I guess. 
I don't know. We just kind of wanted to. We just we we were in New York and we didn't really know who we'd want to work for after we'd graduated and we we'd kind of collaborated and done the senior thesis together. We kind of enjoyed working together on a creative level, but like didn't know how we could even take that. But at the same time, at the time when we had started, there was kind of like this void for for new emerging talent or whatever you want to call it. Um, and it was just kind of like, it, was, it just seemed like the perfect kind of time to, to start something like that. Like the, the establishment became, kind of became these like mega brands. Like the establishment, which were like Calvin Klein's and Donna Karen's became these like huge mega brands. And then like, you know, even like the Marc Jacobs and Michael Kors and those people became like kind of the establishment in a way. And the, everything, everything kind of moved up and left this kind of spot for, I guess, like new, new design, which I guess is kind of the natural progression of anything. Um, so I think it was just, we just, we graduated and we were like, hmm. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> let's just, let's give it a shot. We didn't know who we wanted to work with for. I mean, especially we've done one it. interview, remember, at Narciso. Yeah, we, we did it together. We had one portfolio. We had one like portfolio because we did our whole senior thesis together. So we couldn't like split the portfolio up really. So, so we went on an interview with Narciso, but it was like the two of us. It was for like. He's like, wait, so you guys come as like one unit? He's like, like no, 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 you have to pass each individually. He's <laughs> like, wait, we have one portfolio. We're like, mm hmm. He's like, you're not hired. We're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And so we had no options but to um, like start our, our own thing. I still remember that day, actually, when I we had that interview. And I remember walking down the after street. leaving, walking down the street, we're like, maybe we should just start our own thing. That was kind of the first day where it like, kind of clicked. Like, let's just give this, give this a shot. We're so young. I was talking about it with my friend yesterday. I don't know that I have the courage now that I did back then, in a way. I feel like there's so much more to lose now. Back then, you just feel like you have nothing to lose and you can just try anything and if it fails, it's not like you had anything to begin with. Of course. The like, younger you are, the more fearless you are. Yeah, who cares the more, if it like, fails? Kind of, the more you learn, the kind of scarier things become. And we had each other, you know, there was always that part of things. No matter what happened, we did it together and we could, you know, we'll figure something else out. And if it failed, we would just get a job. And like, that, that's it. That's, that's how we saw it, really. And, um, you know, I mean, and what really, I mean, it's not, a, it's not as simple as that. What really kind of made us do it was the fact that um, our senior year collection, Julie Gilhart from Barney's came in to see our senior year collection because Parsons had told her that she'd come and see it, whatever. And Barney's placed an order for our senior year collection. So we had like our first account, which is Barney's in New York. And so, I mean, obviously that kind of inspires faith and what you're doing, and we're like, well, well, you know, they're interested, and then Colette in Paris kind of came right after that, and then Vogue shot our first, our senior year collection um, with Helmut Newton. Yeah, and it was our first credit, it was a Helmut Newton picture, which we were so excited about. It was a Helmut <laughs> it was like a wet dream for us. <laughs> it was like one of our tops, with like a Alexander McQueen skirt. I remember it was like a page in, in Vogue by Helmut Newton. And so all those little signs were, were just like, Let's just do this. I mean, why not? Did you always know that you wanted to work together? No, well, we had met for like our freshman year and we had become kind of great friends. And we had like, I think freshman year, we actually, you have these sections um, and you're put into like 
A section, B section, whatever. We're in the same section. You have every single class with the same people in that section. Um, and so we kind of met and kind of, you know, we're doing classes together and then we'd kind of do our homework after school together. And, you know, we'd always kind of get each other's opinion. Oh, what do you think about this? Or should I change that? We had similar kind of set of references. We're just like became really close. Um, in a fashion school, everyone looks a certain way. There's like the goth kids. Yeah, it gets like a little, kids. gets a little high school. And then the bobber <laughs> kids. And then, you know, Jack and I walk in, we're just kind of like nerds and like just like our t-shirt and jeans. And we're like, oh, you kind of look like me. Cool. I'll sit next to you. And so it's, it's very that. It's very just like kind of, you see who you kind of, it's a click. Yeah. You became our own. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And so we'd never really even done anything together until our senior year. We were just kind of, friends and doing our work together and stuff like freshman sophomore junior year and then come like the summer I guess of senior year like oh maybe we should like try and do like a, a bigger collection and kind of collaborate and see how that kind of works out not really even thinking that we'd like try and start a company with that just like as an idea just the collections are like coming one slowly but surely so like looking very much alike. Yeah, you, you should see our drawings. They look exactly <laughs> yeah. the same, except my head's face this way and his head's face that way. But other than that, they're like, they're kind of the same person. Whenever I talk to kind of a design duo, as they say, I'm interested in how it actually works creatively. And we do everything together. We've actually been talking about like, is there anything we can like do separately so we can like kind of multitask and get like a little more done mm -hmm. just because we've been kind of extra busy, especially with these pre-collections that are happening. But our process days. is completely together. Yeah, I mean, we, we start with like, we figuring out what the direction is and what the mood is and what the silhouette is. And we do these kind of big research volumes. And we kind of put these books together of ideas and then we kind of go upstate. We have a little farm in the Berkshires in Massachusetts. And we'll go up there for two weeks. We actually just got back two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and we just stay up there for two weeks, just like drawing 12 hours a day for two weeks. Um, and you know, we'll be talking, it's, there's not a ton of dialogue when we're sketching. We're, we'll kind of talk about shapes, but we're more kind of like in our own world. We'll just look at each other's drawings and kind of like build upon that, take one detail from that, take a detail from yeah. that. You know, we start with like, like Jack said, silhouette and, and form like, and a mood. Like what are we feeling? What's the mood? What's the thing? I, I guess. That's where the Dior reference comes in. The idea of like silhouette starting, like the collection being very much silhouette driven. And according to a mood or a feeling or a gesture and attitude, we create a silhouette. We think of a silhouette that... A the best describes that mood, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So it becomes an outline of like a, just the outline of what, whatever it is. And then the season becomes about filling in that shape. Like there's an outline, so we know what the shoulder is, what the... Is it boxy? Is it long? Is it drop? Is it high? What's the mood? What's the shoe with that mood? And then we start filling in the details. Plugging in the details, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we develop fabric. Our, all our fabrics are, are we, we just develop fabrics from scratch. It's like our new obsession, which is awful. <laughs> it's killing yeah. us. It's making everything. We don't have anything, and Italy's about to close, and our show's like beginning of September. Yeah. So it always gets a little nasty. We, we compose an entire show on the wall. It's not very much about like styling at the end, mm -hmm. although you know things do change at the very last minute. That styling was, but the whole run of show and all the fabrications are are worked in as we like to think about as, as a narrative. Back in the day, we used to just like make clothes. And yeah, we just together. like we draw styles, uh, like jackets, and do an edit, and then just fabricate them and 
multiple fabrics. And style at the end, it was yeah. like a big mess, it was like all over the place. And, and then we had all these extra clothes that we didn't use. Yeah, it was a waste. It's a waste. <laughs> so now we're very deliberate. It's like, you know, it's like a it's like a narrative for us. It's almost like a like a little mini film of just like a visual narrative. It always starts with one thing and it slowly evolves and colors introduced or whatever mm -hmm. it is and it always starts someplace and ends somewhere else and there's like a road to get there. So it's a narrative, it's just like a visual narrative and it's all pre-planned or whatnot. I'm interested in how aware you are of Prime's Schoolers as a brand and sort of the power of that brand. Is that something that you're conscious of? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're very focused on branding. It's mm -hmm. such an important facet to, to having a company and a, a functional company. Um, and the more kind of divisions you add, you really have to kind of grow this branding and kind of keep it, keep it very focused. You can't kind of teeter. You've got to have like a strong kind of identity so that people know who you are. Yeah. There's been a fun part of, of, of going into like, you know, after all these years, like our first we were just making clothes. Really, it was really kind of juvenile. We we're just making clothes and not thinking about branding, not thinking about what the overall look of the company was. We were just like, oh yeah, we're into this this season. Oh, we're into this this season. And it was kind of like a little bit all over the place in the beginning. Just kind of figure out like our path, like what's our, what's our thing. And we were really ADD. I guess it's also like being a kid of the 90s. We're into this and then we're into this and then we're into yeah, that. Yeah, it's always like so reactionary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess the older we get, the more we, we think about creating a consistency and, and a through line and a, you know, a, co a cohesive vision. Is, is kind, yeah. yeah, it's kind of interesting creating a brand now. Mm. Besides just creating clothes, creating a brand, and then from that brand, you can do this, you can do that, you can, you know, like clothing is just one part of it. We're interested in doing like so many things. I think once you create a brand, you can do whatever you want with that brand. Mm. You could make anything. Mm -hmm. We just want to make things at the end of the day. So I guess we need to make that brand. Mm. We want to target more people, and I mean, we want to be able to address all our friends who can't necessarily all afford our clothes. Mm. So I see us doing more and more of this actually in the future. And for us like luxury and like a designer brand, it's not about, it's not about like snobbery. It's not about like creating this like thing that no one can buy if it's so expensive and it's out of everyone's reach. Like I don't know, like the idea of just creating like a vibe and like this like kind of, um, I don't like an aesthetic really, just like an aesthetic that everyone could, could be a part of. Um, at, at, different, at different levels. Um, some of it is expensive and some of it doesn't have to be expensive, but it's not, we're not of the mindset of like only making things that are super high end because it's about like exclusivity. It's not really about exclusivity, it's about. Yeah, it almost doesn't feel relevant, that kind of train of thought. Just like are. a vibe and creating like a family and a language and whoever wants to be a part of can, can at different levels. Mm -hmm.